Welcome to the We're All Creatures podcast. I'm your host, Cree Lehrman, and this podcast is about normalizing the weird side of life. This podcast is about human beings being human. We are here for all things mindset, spirituality, manifestation, travel, love, alignment, growing up, and a lot of unfiltered stories about my life. So sit back, surrender to the unknown, allow yourself to be 100% here and now in this present moment, and enjoy the episode. It feels like I have been wanting to have my own podcast since I first got into personal development. I think it was when I started listening to other people's stories that I really believed that I could also change. So here we are, (laughs) six years later, well, almost six years later, and I finally decided to take the plunge and make my own podcast. I think one of the reasons that it took me so long to do it is because I had so much deep unworthiness around having my own podcast. I didn't feel worthy enough to share my story, to have my voice heard, to be a guiding light for others because I, like most of us, have very deep-rooted childhood wounds. (laughs) I mean, here we go right into the like heart of it (laughs) in the first three minutes of the podcast. No, I want to share my story, but I didn't feel worthy enough to. And, you know, I'll get into it later on about how I have come to feel more worthy. But for the first podcast, I want to just share how I got to where I am, at least the general overview so that I can feel like we are, you. I want to feel like you know my past so that we can grow together here in the present moment. Because I think it's really hard to understand somebody if you don't know where, they com- where they've come from. Wow, I can't talk. It's really hard to understand someone if you don't know where they have come from. Why can't I say that? Where they have come from or what they have gone through. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm sharing my story. What you need to know is that there was a moment when I looked down at my body while I was in the shower It was on January 1st of 2017 and I was crying and I remember thinking to myself, I hate my life. I don't want this to be my life. I don't understand how I have let myself go this far. How am I so unhealthy and so unhappy? And I know that I'm meant for more. I know that there's a different way of living. I know that. Why am I not doing it? Why am I not changing? Why am I not becoming better? And I didn't know how to. I didn't have anyone helping me. 
you know, I have a beautiful, amazing family, but at that time, everyone was going through their own individual life stuff. My parents were separating among many other things. And so I didn't have somebody to kind of say, hey, get your shit together. It was really all up to me. And I don't know if anyone listening can resonate with that, but that can be really hard. It can be really hard to pull yourself out of the gutter and do it. But I think at the end of the day, the only way that any of us, any human being is ever going to change for the better or for the worse, but really for the better, it has to come from inside of us. It has to come from a deep desire that you have to change or my change has to come from a deep desire for me to change and you can't force anyone to change. It just doesn't work like that. So even though on January 1st of 2017, I had that moment, I still didn't change. And on the 7th, about a week later, I went to Costa Rica on vacation with some of my friends from university. And it was there that I reconnected with my now partner, Chicho. We, our childhood friends, our dads are friends. And so we grew up spending a fair amount of time together. So we weren't meeting for the first time, but we were meeting for the first time as adults. And he had about six weeks prior to us seeing each other in January of 2017, he had switched to an alkaline lifestyle, which means following Dr. Sebi's popularized food guide and lifestyle choices. It's If you Google alkaline, there are so many different things that come up. And I really dislike saying alkaline diet because I think that sounds very restrictive and I don't believe in restrictive diets or restrictive dieting at all. I think it's really unhealthy and that you can be healthy without restricting your foods. But the point of an alkaline, the alkaline lifestyle, the Dr. Sebi way, is to rid the body of mucus. It is an anti-inflammatory and non-alkaline foods have something in them called starch. It's a binder, right? So a lot of vegetables have it, like potatoes have it, broccoli has it, cauliflower has it, carrots have it. And what this starch does is it builds up in your body and it becomes disease actually. So it becomes inflammation. This can cause knee problems, hip problems, joint problems, but it can also cause things like diabetes or many other things. I don't want to get too much into the alkaline lifestyle because that's not really, I mean, it is a huge part of my story and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it, but it's not the main part, right? It's it's a part of the journey. It's a piece of the puzzle. And I think that you'll find on your own life transformation journey that it's all pieces of the puzzle. Everything that happens to us, the good and the bad and the ugly has to be a piece in our puzzle in order for us to become this whole masterpiece. And I know that that can sound really cliche. I've even had arguments with some of my, you know, playful discussions, not real arguments, but with some of my close friends about how, you know, it's one friend in particularly, (laughs) 
he says that it's a cop out to say that everything happens for a reason because it makes you not deal with stuff. And I always disagree and like to think of it as both. It's letting everything be as it is while simultaneously facing it and saying it is what it is and that's okay. But that doesn't mean that sometimes it doesn't suck. And that also doesn't mean that sometimes it isn't absolutely amazing. So here I am again, tangenting from the story. Chicho was sharing with me while I was on vacation in Costa Rica that he was had just switched to an alkaline lifestyle and he was glowingly happy. And when I say glowingly happy, I mean this young man, he was 24 at the time, he was smiling from ear to ear saying, I can't stop smiling. I feel so clear headed. I feel so calm. I feel better than I have felt in years. And he accredited to this incredible alkaline lifestyle. And after about two weeks of hearing that, I really started to believe him because I hadn't seen his energy levels, his happiness. I hadn't seen it falter in those two weeks. And yes, two weeks is not that long of a time, but it was contagious. He was vibrantly excited about this new journey he was embarking upon. And I think it was just I was at the right time in my life to hear that because it's not like before that I hadn't come across people who, you know, had radically changed their health and their wellness and their well-being. But I don't think I was ready until that moment. And I don't think I was ready because, you know, I, I needed someone like Chicho to help me. And I didn't know that until much later. But I returned to Montana to go back to university after my two-week vacation in Costa Rica And I remember walking into my house at the time. I lived on the ground floor of a home that was split into a basement apartment, a ground floor apartment, and an attic apartment. I was on the ground floor. Um, It was in the lower Rattlesnake, if you've ever been to Missoula, on Cherry Street, actually, the corner of Cherry and Van Buren. And I walked in, and it was freezing cold. I mean, you have to imagine it's the end of January in Missoula, Montana. There's snow on the ground. It's nighttime. I've come from the tropics. It's freezing cold, and I just come into this cold, dark home, and I just start crying because it was so symbolic of what I felt like I was coming back to in my life, just this cold, dark, empty place That's really how I felt at the time. It's crazy to even say it out loud. Coming from this warm sunshine paradise, which is maybe why I spent many of the following years chasing paradise. (laughs) But again, that's another podcast. I just didn't want to go back to how things had been. And so I decided I'm going to try being alkaline for two weeks. I'm going to do it. So the next day, I completely 180 switched my lifestyle and what I was eating. I threw out everything. Luckily, I didn't have much in the fridge because I'd been on vacation for two weeks. But anything that was in the freezer or the fridge that had animal products, dairy products, eggs, milk, cheese, any starchy vegetables, anything non-alkaline was gone. I was going all in, 100% alkaline. And I went to the good food store, which is a, just what it sounds like. It's a food store that's good (laughs) with quality ingredients, lots of organic options, kind of hippy-dippy, if you know what I mean. And I went with Dr. Sebi's food list in hand and was messaging Chicho on Facebook Messenger 
asking him, can I get this? What about this? How about this? Sending him pictures. And I was in there for, I mean, probably at least an hour, maybe two, loading my cart with everything alkaline, everything I could find. And I went home and I started to teach myself how to cook over those two weeks because I didn't know how to make anything that wasn't mac and cheese, quesadillas. I didn't know how to make pasta with red sauce. (laughs) You know, I just skipped the Parmesan. But yeah, I didn't know how to make food. I didn't know how to cook for myself. And I remember one of the first days I went to one of my classes and I was in the business school. And in the business school, there was a little kiosk where you could buy really bad coffee and bagels and cream cheese and maybe some muffins. And I always used to get a bagel and cream cheese after my first class before my second one. But I couldn't have the wheat from the bagels. That's not alkaline. And I definitely couldn't have the cream cheese. Definitely not alkaline. So I packed myself a little Tupperware of chopped kale with lime juice and salt. And I remember eating it in between my classes thinking to myself, no wonder no one's healthy. This is disgusting. (laughs) But I persevered because I was determined to change my life. And at that time, the only thing that I could think that I could change, the only thing that I knew I had the power to change was what I ate. I really wanted the happiness that I had seen Chicho experience. I wanted that mental clarity he talked about. And lo and behold, within three to four days of eating clean, I really felt like this fog lifted from in front of my face. It was like I didn't even know this fog was there and it just, it it went away. And I started to have more mental clarity and and thinking back now it's pretty crazy because I was still very very shrouded in a lot of brain fog at that time not only the chemicals in the water I was still drinking tap water at that time which is loaded with fluoride which calcifies calcifies our pineal gland which is our third eye and essentially our connection to the supernatural again whole nother podcast but you know, the tap water, I was still taking birth control and I was still using a lot of really toxic products. So for me to have such a profound experience just by changing what I was eating, I now realize looking back and having so many years to have gained perspective from this, realize that I was still so deep at that time, but I was taking the steps to get better and to heal myself and to find my happiness and step into my power that I already felt better because I was taking those steps. So after the two weeks of eating in an alkaline way, my friends invited me to celebrate by getting a beer. (laughs) And to be alkaline, you also can't drink alcohol. So I had been sober for two weeks, which was very unusual for me at that time. I was a big drinker and my friend group consisted of a lot of big drinkers as well. And nothing against them at all. We had a lot of really great times, honestly. And now I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I myself was in a really dark place with alcohol and really needed to quit. And so I went for the beer and I got the beer and that weekend I had tickets to go see a concert with my friends at the Wilma, which is the old concert theater in town in Missoula. 
I don't even remember now what the concert was. It's so crazy how time really does just do a number on your memory. But we went to my friend's house to pregame per usual, as we always did before concerts. And I drank a ridiculous amount of White Claws, as I always did before concerts. And I remember looking in the mirror, there's a big mirror on my friend's wall, and it's kind of far, it's behind the couch, if I remember correctly. And I remember thinking, wow, my face looks really red. So I went into the bathroom to look, and I looked at my face and was like, something's wrong. And I looked down at my arms and saw that they were covered in a red rash. And I lifted up my dress to see my stomach and realized my entire body was covered in hives, in a red rash that was horrendous and I went back out into the, the pregame party and said to my friends oh my gosh look at my you why didn't anyone tell me this look how look at what I look like look at my skin look at my face and they all laughed and told me I looked fine and it really didn't look that that bad I remember you know being like the point is not that I look bad the point is that my body is rejecting the alcohol And I knew that in that moment and I knew that I had to quit drinking for real and I still went to the concert and at that point I drank so much that I still blacked out, which is not a healthy thing to do, but it was something that I did often and, you know, I've done a lot of healing work around forgiving that version of myself and knowing that she was just doing the best that she knew how in that time. But the next day I woke up and I decided to be sober. And that was when I really committed to the alkaline lifestyle. And I didn't want to go back. I wanted to move forward. I wanted to keep getting better. I didn't want it to to end the way that it had the night before at the concert. So time went on. And a few months later, Chicho came to visit me. He came from Costa Rica. And when he arrived, one of the first things he said was, you're still drinking the tap water. And he was appalled. He couldn't believe that I was drinking the tap water. And so I switched my water to getting natural spring water, actually, which is the best thing you can ever do for your health is drink natural spring water. If you live in the mountains, it's fairly easy to find a natural spring. You can actually find it on a website. I think it's called findaspring.com. If I can find it, I will link it in the show notes of this podcast for you so you can find a spring near you and start drinking spring water. If you can't, which there's a lot of places in the world you can't find a spring close to you, you can always get alkaline water, reverse osmosis water, or you can buy glass spring water, which I understand that all of those are a privilege to be able to afford that kind of water and get that kind of water. I know that. And I still want people who have that privilege to take advantage of it. And those who don't, I want you to keep working until you do because we all deserve to drink the most high quality water. A few days later, Chicho discovered that I was still taking birth control. And we were not dating or together in any type of official way. He was just visiting me after I had essentially visited him on vacation. And he got very upset with me and told me I needed to stop taking it. And I remember thinking, who is this crazy guy from Costa Rica who 
we're barely together. We're not even a couple or an item. And he's telling me to stop taking birth control. This is insane. So I kind of just agreed with him, but I kept taking it. And maybe the next day, Chicho discovered I was also using Pantene (laughs) Pro-V shampoo and conditioner, you know, the big bottles you get from Costco. And again, he was appalled. He couldn't believe that I was putting so many chemicals directly on my brain, which you know, I mean, not on my brain, but I was putting them on my head. And if you put anything on your skin, it absorbs into your bloodstream, which is a part of you, it becomes a part of you and you absorb those toxins and those chemicals. So the products that you use, you need to be so cautious about you need to really make sure that they are non toxic, and they don't have chemicals that can actually really affect your hormones, especially as women, a lot of chemicals are endocrine disruptors. So I switched out my shampoo and conditioner. And maybe a week later, Chicho discovered again that I had not quit taking my birth control and that I was still taking it. And he was furious, furious. And I remember laughing a little bit and thinking that he was really overreacting. And I don't know whether he encouraged me to look it up or if I decided I was going to Google it on my own, but I remember on my old iPhone, it was probably like an iPhone 7 or something, I Googled, you know, what are the side effects of birth control? How does hormonal birth control actually work? I was taking the pill at the time and being horrified by what I found and by what the synthetic hormones do to us and how they affect women's bodies and our reproductive organs and the fact that they prevent us from ovulating, which is one of our most magical and powerful things that we as women have the power to do and do subconsciously. It's not like we have to ask our body to ovulate. It just ovulates. And I realized that Chicha was right and that I had stopped taking birth control. And so I did. And I think that with those additional changes, so with myself changing my diet and then with Chicho coming and helping me to change the water I was drinking, change the products that I was using, and finally to come off birth control, which was the only pharmaceutical pill that I was taking, I wasn't on any other type of medication, I was finally free. I was finally free from the addictions that come with chemicals, whether the chemicals are in food or in medication or in the water. And when you detox from these chemicals, you really do have so much more mental clarity. You really do feel that much better. You really do feel happy. You feel like you can't wipe the smile off your face. It's it's actually... In Spanish, we say impresionante. It's it's so unbelievable how profound the experience can be when you change not only what you're eating, but everything you're intaking. It can change your life. And I know that because it changed mine. From that point in my life, I changed the direction from downward spiral to an upward spiral and the story goes on so I think I might leave it for the next podcast to continue it I might have to do a few parts to catch us up to the present moment but I think it's really important 
for me to share each and every step that I've taken so that you don't compare yourself to me. I think that oftentimes when we find someone who inspires us, I know this has been true for me, it can be triggering because we feel like they have more than us. Whether it's more happiness, more travel, more abundance, more money, more love, more friendship, more connection, more whatever it is that we feel like we're lacking. First of all, it's just a feeling of lack. It's not an actual reality of lack, right? Because we create our realities. We're going to get into that too. So I want to share my steps so that you can understand that it's a process, that it takes time, that you must be patient with yourself as you unlearn old patterns rewrite your beliefs and rewire your brain to really step into your power and become the highest version of yourself, the best version of yourself, because I know that you can do it. You know that you can do it. And if you can see that someone else has done it, you'll have more drive and belief that it's possible for you to. I'll leave you there as I am finishing the semester of school, really having profoundly changed what I eat, the products I use, the water I drink, and the medications I allow inside my body. And we'll pick up on the next podcast to hear about probably the most transformative summer of my life. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to the We're All Creatures podcast. I'm your host, Cree Lehrman, and we are beyond honored to have you as a loyal listener. If you're looking to connect more deeply with myself, please find all of my links in the show notes below. I can't wait to meet you.